More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't worry, we still got two left, and then it's weekend time, because we know what Fridays are all about. Now, I have to, I have to before I get to some emails and stuff this hour, you should know we are going to dig in a little bit more to this uh, Disney thing, because it'll, it has national implications. But before we get to that, we're going to get to federal corruption. But before we get to that, I have something. I almost led the show with it. If it if I didn't have other things on my mind, I would have led the show with it. All right. But some things drive me crazy. They drive me crazy. And one of the things that drives me most nuts is these elected GOP guys that we send back to Washington, D.C. How they speak like we speak. And this is what I mean. Joe Biden, the Democrats, the, 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 the government, the FBI, whoever. All the activist Democrats right now, they have the power to do things to you and you don't have virtually any power right now. I realize we have elections and whatnot, but you don't have virtually any power to do something back. They can just do it to you and you have because you don't have political power. Now, this is um, this obviously doesn't apply to the congressmen and senators who listen. It would be nice if you did something. But anyway, let's set that aside. You. You're just a civilian. Me, I'm just a civilian. I, can't, I, I guess I have a bigger platform to blast them, but I can't actually do anything. It's turn off the world-famous Jesse Kelly show and keep on abusing me. We don't have the juice. You don't have the juice. I don't have the juice to do something about it. But the people we send there, 
United States congressmen, United States senators, they do have the power to do something about it. And yet they are constantly speaking to all the bad guys as if they're like you and like me and don't have any power at all. None. I heard uh, Chuck Grassley today. I, 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 I cringed so hard. I don't know if you can die of cringe, but I cringed so hard when I heard Senator Chuck Grassley speaking like this today. Other whistleblower disclosures to my office make clear that the FBI has within its uh, possession very significant, impactful, and voluminous evidence with respect to potential criminal conduct by Hunter and James Biden. These disclosures also allege that Joe Biden was aware of Hunter Biden's business arrangements and may have been involved in some of them. We still aren't sure what's been... By the way, quick side note, yes, I'm going to be using the word voluminous at least once during this show. That's a great word, not obviously one that you would think that I would use, but now that he used it, I'm going to use it and act smart. I'm not going to give you any heads up when it's coming. When it comes, it'll be at some point in time this hour. Just know I'm smart. Done with this information. The FBI's track record doesn't create much faith that the information is going to be followed up on. It's clear to me that the Justice Department and the FBI are suffering from a political infection that, if it's not defeated, will cause the American people no longer to trust these storied institutions. It will also threaten the American way. We already don't trust the institutions, Chuck, but anyway, keep going. Life. Unfortunately, what you've heard from me, this story of government abuse and political treachery is scarier than fiction. It really happened. You know, you know what's actually scarier than that, Chuck, is that what you just said there, that could have been a monologue on the Jesse Kelly show. From me. That could have been you and your buddies when you get together tomorrow night. Work week's over, finally get together. Maybe you got couples date planned. That could have been you. Hey, man, this FBI, dude, they're totally political. Man, this is really scary. But you see, the thing is, Chuck, we need you to do something about it. I don't need you to narrate what I already know. I don't need you to narrate what we all already know. The FBI is now a communist activist group that works as an enforcement arm on behalf of the Democratic Party. If it is not eliminated completely, it will eventually destroy the United States of America as it turns into a secret state police organization wholly devoted to imprisoning and abusing the political opponents of Democrats. I can say that all day long, Chuck, but you see, you're a United States senator on the Judiciary Committee. What are you going to do about it? I am so sick of the GOP whining when they get elected. Oh, man, here I am, just a congressman. This is crazy. These guys are biased. Uh, okay. Yeah, they are. What are you going to do about it? Why are you talking to me like you and I are on the same power level? Yes, it's bad. Yes, it's scary. Yes, something's going to be done. Something has to be done. Uh, you know you're the guy that's supposed to do it, right? Uh, you know what? Maybe it's my fault. Maybe, maybe I just got upset and I shouldn't because 
I distinctly remember the last time Chuck Grassley had the opportunity to sit down and interrogate the director of the FBI. And I do want to just make sure you understand this because not everybody's from Iowa and knows all the ins and outs. Chuck Grassley is the GOP big cheese on the Senate Judiciary Committee. As far as DOJ oversight goes, that is the big dog committee. You know what that means? What that should mean in practice? That should mean that Senator Chuck Grassley, if he so desires, can stomp down to the headquarters of the FBI and start kicking in doors. Why? Because he feels like it. Because I'm a United States Senator on the Judiciary Committee, Committee and King effing Kong just walked in the door. That's what it should sound like. Instead, this is what it sounds like. And then Chuck doesn't know what we're going to do. Senator, I I, uh, had had a flight that I'm supposed to be hightailing it to out of here. Um, and I had understood that we were going to be done at 1.30. So that was, that's how we ended up where we are. If it's your, if it's your business trip, you got your own plane. Can it wait a while? Sorry, to be honest, um, I, I, I've tried to make my break as fast as I could to get right back out of here. And so we you took resume. more than five minutes. <laughs> Hey, Chris, it's me, Chuck. Hey, uh, I know you're going to get on your uh, taxpayer-funded jet and you got to go on a vacation, but hey, man, if you wouldn't mind, could you stick around maybe just a little bit longer? Oh, you can't? Man, that sucks. You did take a long bathroom break, but hey, I, I understand. It's just me, just normal dude Chuck. Certainly not anybody you should fear. Not anyone who's going to ever do anything about it. Yo, you know what I'll do, Chris? I'll let you go on that vacation. And here's what I think I'll do. I think I'll go on social media and just complain about it. That'll teach you, Chris. Hey, don't mess with the Senate Judiciary Committee. <laughs> I'm, I might. You know what, Chris? You go on that vacation? If you don't sit here and let me question you, I'm going to put up a Twitter post. You want me to tweet about this, Chris? I'll tweet about this. Don't, don't, don't make me. Don't make, like, Chris, I don't know if you've heard, but I have voluminous tweets available to me. I'll put them up right now. Chris, don't, don't make me do it. This is what we get. We get this whining as if they are somehow us. Please, congressmen and senators, stop with this nonsense. You are not powerless. You are the only power we have to address a radically out of control and frightening federal government. And I know all you swamp rats have spent so much time in D.C. that you don't realize this, but we're not losing trust. I couldn't believe this. He said this at the end. I certainly hope Grassley doesn't believe this. Other whistleblower disclosures to my office make clear that the FBI has within its uh, possession very significant, impactful, and voluminous evidence with respect to potential criminal conduct by Hunter and James Biden. These disclosures also allege that Joe Biden was aware of Hunter Biden's business arrangements and may have been involved in some of them. We still aren't sure what's been done with this information. The FBI's track record doesn't create much faith that the information is going to be followed up on. It's clear to me 
that the Justice Department and the FBI are suffering from a political infection that, if it's not defeated, will cause the American people no longer to trust these storied institutions. It will also threaten the American way of life. Unfortunately, what you've heard from me, this story of government abuse and political treachery is scarier than fiction. It really happened. We're losing trust. Trust is gone, Chuck. Hey, maybe you can ask him to stay nicer next time. Yeah. All right. Open corruption. Let's talk about it, but we're going to do some emails before we do that. Stuff makes me sick. Doesn't make Fred sick, though. My dog. You see, Fred doesn't get sick anymore like Dad does. Dad, here's Chuck Grassley and his pathetic mewling. And Dad wants to vomit. Fred, the golden doodle we have, he's too stupid to even know what's going on, so that helps. Plus, he gets rough greens poured on his food every morning, and it has digestive enzymes in it and probiotics and vitamins and minerals. So the dog food we give him that doesn't really have anything in it, no real nutrients, just like your dog food, he actually gets nutrition. And because he gets that nutrition, he doesn't throw up every meal now. So now it's just dad. And I can make it to the toilet. So that's not that big of a deal. Go to roughgreens.com slash jesse and get your free trial bag for your puppy. Make your dog healthier and live longer. Roughgreens.com slash jesse. Hang on. I've got an animal inside of me. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I don't like that song. You know why, Chris? It sounds like a hippie song to me. That's what it sounds like. You know what? I bet you and Michael like the song, given the haircut situation in this friggin' office. You should see, I wish you could see right now, the two filthy hippies I am working with. Just shaggy hair all over the place. Trim your hair up. It's all over... Shut up, Chris. I'm not jealous. I can still grow some hair. Some of it's growing. I mean, it's not really all growing in anymore. And I, Now, it was really embarrassing. Everyone remembers. Well, you may not remember. Chris, do we have that Tucker Carlson clip from yesterday? I was on Tucker Carlson. It doesn't matter, Chris. Don't worry about it. I was on Tucker Carlson last night. And whenever you're on TV, they, they have to put like the powder stuff on your face so your face doesn't shine. Remember, I have a TV show every night. My face doesn't shine. Well... The, the Fox News people are super particular about it. As I know you're going to find this shocking. I'm not as particular on my TV show that's on the first TV every night, 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm not as particular. I don't really care. Fox News, they, they like to cross every T and dot every I whenever you're a guest on there. So I'm getting ready to go on with Tucker. And they say, hold on, hold on. we got to fix something. I said, fix what? I'm fine. I'm ready to go. And they went and grabbed the powder. And they started dabbing the powder on the two areas like on the sides of my forehead where, where it's retreating back. And I said, what are you doing? There's hair there. And they're like, no, there's no hair there at all. I don't know what you're talking about. That's, that sucks. Let's get to some emails. Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions emailed in now. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse, I love how you talk positive about plumbers. You rock and Semper Fi. I'm a third-generation plumber. Pay attention to this, parents. Young boys, young men growing up, not sure what you want to do. Pay attention to this. I'm a third-generation plumber and business owner, 
with seven plumbers on payroll. They vary from 20 years old to 70 years old. Dad, Mom, I can't. I want to get my own place, but I can't afford it. It's all I can afford to do. All I can get is waiting tables. We don't make any money. Here we have seven plumbers on payroll, 20 to 70. Imagine being 20 years old. Oh, but Jesse, what do they make? 75. It's right in here. San Diego, California, 75 to $120,000 a year with bonuses. Guy says, thank you again for frequently talking positive about the trade. No, thank you for providing the service we all need and want. HVAC, electricians, plumbers. There's so much opportunity there and so much money there. Well, you got to go to college. Okay. You send your kid off to the communist training camp for four years. Make sure you send him about $100,000. I'm going to try to push my sons into going to a technical school where for a grand or two a year, which they'll probably earn back doing an apprenticeship, my kids will learn a valuable trade and have employment for, well, as long as their fingers work because people aren't going to get tired of indoor plumbing. Opportunities are right there. I know. It's not sexy, I know. Oh, Jesse, I... uh, I want to be an accountant. Jesse, I want to be a lawyer. Jesse, I want to be a business executive. I want to, I want to do this. Okay, that's fine. No, no fault in that. We need lawyers. It's, I got a sister who's one. I get it. We need accountants. Not dogging on that. It's a great profession. I get it. But why do you want to do that? Well, I, I, I want a good life. I mean, what, the answer is why. Why do you want to do that? You want a good life? You know that. That guy flying by the business executive on first class, he's just wearing he's just wearing jeans, you know, maybe a flannel shirt. You know he's richer than the business executive next to him, right? Why? Because he became a HVAC guy at the age of twenty, just working for someone else, making good money, paying a rent, enough to take that young dime he met at Applebee's waiting tables on Friday, enough to take her out to a nice meal at Red Lobster the next Friday. They're probably going to get married soon. They're in love. Going to church together. Let's start a family, have a bunch of kids, because he's now 22, making about $80,000, $85,000 a year. And he's got a good head on his shoulders. Certainly no genius, but doesn't have to be. He's got a good head on his shoulders. By the time he's 29, 30 years old, he's going to get his own little plumbing truck. Not a big office building, just a little truck. Start his own little shop. A year or two, he'll be smart with the books. He'll have two, three employees. At 35... He's going to be pulling in about five, six hundred grand a year. That business executive who had to go to college just finished paying off his degrees and making about two, three hundred grand a year. Just saying, just saying. Like I, I got to go to college. Why? What is this way of thinking? I, I need someone to explain it to me. Remember that article we went over yesterday, where businesses, a third of them now, for senior level level positions. They're cutting the college requirement. It's not just me telling you this. It's businesses. Businesses are saying, these kids we're getting from college, they suck. These kids are turds. Give me somebody with a head on their shoulders. Tell me why you, the Republican parents, have to spend $100,000 to send Aiden, Jaden, and Braden off to communist training camp for four years. I need to know a better answer than... Well, it's a better life. Now, if you have to go for a specific reason, I get it. Look, you want to be a dentist? You got to go to freaking college. I, I understand there are college barriers to some. Hey, 
Heck, maybe, maybe my sons will end up there because they decide they want to do something and they have to go. And that's not the way I'm pushing them. Now, I didn't, I actually only got to one email there. So now we're going to talk about open federal government corruption. <laughs> Before we get to that, let's talk about corruption in the nonprofit world. I'm not going to go into the details, but one of the big nonprofits you would know about they're in trouble today. You see it. They're all over the headlines. Problems, hostile takeovers, what's going on with the money. This is why I tell you, beware of the nonprofit. Beware of the charity. And they always sound nice. And they always have these videos and little sound bites that tug at your heartstrings. And, oh, man, I want to give back to sick puppies. Always, always, always look up a charity or a nonprofit before you give a dime. Don't take anyone's word for it, including my own. There are a million of these charity rating sites. That's all they do is track the books on these nonprofits and they figure out who's actually spending the money where they say. Go look up Tunnel to Towers. Don't you dare take my word for it. Look them up. And then go to T, the number two T.org and give 11 bucks a month. As you'll see, your money actually goes to the Gold Star Widow. Your money goes to the homeless veteran. All of it. T, the number two T.org. Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It is the Jesse Kelly show, and it's actually my fault. I did screw up earlier in the show. It's my bad. It's something I need to make right at this point in time. Last night, Senator John Fetterman, senator from Pennsylvania, he was hospitalized. We all know his history of strokes and things like that. I should have said something, and I most definitely should have put out the official statement from John Fetterman. He put one out this morning. So, anyway, wishing... Him the best and everything. Now, let's let's move on. Top Biden official's husband is the CEO of... Top, top Biden official's husband is CEO of and has a $25 million stake in a green energy financing firm. This is the system. And I, I, I love this story. I mean, I, I hate it. It's horrible. It's it's horrible for the country, but it's great to prove a point. And what's more important than me being able to prove a point? <laughs> That's way more important than America. Now, this is the system in action. And this is why I call it the system. Because it's all just the same entity. And they love to make you think that it's separate. And they should be separate. Hollywood, or, or forget Hollywood. Entertainment in general, because every society, every culture has some form of entertainment, whatever it is. Entertainment should be a separate thing from the government. They, they shouldn't be aligned. They shouldn't work together. It should be separate. Your education system should be separate from the entertainment system and the government. Your sports, every society has sports. Believe it or not, sports are important for a society. There's a reason every society has them. Helps train the society, helps bring people together, common cause. It, it's important to play together. Your sports should be totally separate from education and entertainment and the government. All the, these all all these things and more. They should be separate things. They shouldn't work together. They shouldn't be together. But now, because we're a late stage republic, here's what has happened. They have figured out. Because all these pillars now, all these industries, remember the industries are pillars. They hold up a society. All these industries have figured out a couple things. Well, in their minds, they're wrong, but they figured out a couple things. One, they don't care about America, so they're never burdened by that. They're never held back by patriotism. They don't have to take a moment and consider, well, what's best for the country? Because those thoughts never enter their mind. Like we were talking about, maybe this goes back to the Joe, uh, Joe Biden Chinese spy balloon thing. You're freaking out about it. You're still mad about it. Still emailing me about it. How could they allow that to happen? How could they allow it to traverse the country? How could they? How could they? Joe Biden, nobody hit in, in his administration. 
None of our top military brass, even, I know that's hard to hear. None of them looked up and saw the Chinese spying on us. None of them were filled with patriotism. So the patriotic portion of it, they, they never had to consider that angle. No, it's all just about politics and what we do and how, how do I get a promotion? What makes me look good? The system itself, as all the pillars have merged with each other and none of them are led by patriots, they've all figured out, hey, man, <clears throat> why don't we just work together? If we just work together, we have this gigantic bank called the United States of America. It's a big bank. If we work together, then essentially that's us bypassing the security system. We're here to loot the bank. We don't care about the existence of the bank. We're just trying to burn it down. But it has a vault full of money. Why don't we all work together? Join in. Look, it's like our robber, our, like our bank robbery crew, Chris. How I was the leader and the wheelman, and you were in charge of fencing the jewels and everything. But a bank robbery crew is more effective than one idiot in a ski mask, isn't it? It's because they can work together. That's what you have now running the country. You have a gigantic bank robbery crew. They run Hollywood. They run education. They run the government. They run sports. And they've all figured out, man, why are we separate? We shouldn't be separate. If we work together, we can all get even richer. Instead of just holding a gun up to the cashier's face and stealing the $500 that's in the cash register, if we all work together, we'll get in the bank vault. We'll get in the bank vault. And yeah, the bank is going to go under, but we, don't, we never cared about that anyway. We're going to walk out with tons of money. That's how the system works. That's how the, the leadership of your nation currently works. And this is just, look, I'm not even gonna, I don't even have to go into the details of it because this is the norm now. We have a DOE official. That's the Department of Energy, by the way. Her name is Wale Johns. Well, spouse, Billy Parrish is his name. He's the CEO of a huge California company. Well, turns out that they make a bunch of money when America goes green. And wouldn't you know it, the entire system from Joe Biden to Congress to the administrative state to the entertainment industry to the education industry to, to everything, they're all committed to going green. And wouldn't you know it, whoa, they're getting rich on it. Huh. That's crazy. But that's exactly how it works. That is how the system works. I actually just thought of that live now on the air. It is. It's a bank robbery crew. That's what they are. They make more if they work together. Since they care not for the bank, it's just a place to be robbed. And that's why they work together. I'm going to use that so much. And it's going to be so obnoxious, Chris. What? I'm going to use that a voluminous amount of times, Chris. What? Don't look, Chris, you didn't go to my community college. All right. Yours probably wasn't even fully accredited like Pima Community College was. I don't expect you to keep up with big words. You're not an author either. This guy says Oracle cookbook. That is a great idea for the next best bestseller. Teach the ignorant ways of poor man cooking. Do a show too. Here's what's crazy. Obviously, we're joking about the world-famous author thing. I don't know. Look, the book had a gigantic first week. I don't know if it's going to be on the New York Times bestseller list and be 
and be a huge success or if it's going to be a massive flop. I don't, I, I don't know. Let the chips fall where they may. JesseKellyBook.com, by the way. But I will tell you, I don't really have a desire to write another one. As close as I've come to writing another one was when someone brought up a white trash cookbook. Nothing from scratch, but I mean, just me being white trash, doing the things that I do. Crushing up Doritos and pouring them in a bowl full of queso and eating it with a spoon. Using more Velveeta than any one human being should use at a given time. This is what I do. The cookbook idea is actually kind of hilarious, don't you think, Chris? The question is, is it so gimmicky that it's not funny anymore? I don't know, but it's true. It would all be things that I eat. What, Chris? A Jesse Kelly show cookbook? Chris, I don't know how to tell you this, bud, so I'm just going to come out and say it. You're Jewish. That's why we call you Jewish producer Chris. Buddy, you know I love you people, right? From the space lasers to the banking. I love it all. Now quit. I'm, no, in all seriousness, you know I love you people. Your food's not good, bud. Okay, you made one batch of bagels that were good. That doesn't mean Jewish food It's good, all right? You choose, you make bagel really well. To your credit, you have told me forever that you make fried chicken really well, and you do. But, buddy, the kefelda fish is not good, all right? No, 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 no. No, the Reuben sandwich, you took pastrami, which might be the greatest meat, and you just destroyed it. You just destroyed, you just ruined pastrami. You did. Matzo ball soup sucks too, Chris. It all, it sucks. Look, I respect the traditions. The food's not good. Nobody wants a Jewish producer Chris section in the cookbook. Nobody wants it. No, I do know, Chris. I do know. Even the Jews who listen to the show, and there are many of them, they're all going to write in and be all Jesse. No, we we know. We don't want it. What? What if my face was on the pages? Well, I don't want my face associated with your crappy food. That's not going to work either. You know what? You know what we need? We need my face on a my pillow 2.0. No, hear me out. Hear me out. It's not just that the new my pillow's out, and it's the same great filler, but with temperature regulating thread. Let's set that aside for a moment. What would make people happier than to lay their head down on my head every single night? Every single night. What would make you sleep better than to know? I'm right here with Jesse, the Oracle Kelly, courtesy of my pillow, Jesse. And then it, what if you wake up in the middle of the night? What if you're a light sleeper and you wake up and you, maybe you had a nightmare? Then you can roll over and it just became a dream, Chris. What, Chris? Anyway, the MyPillow 2.0s are buy one, get one free. You have to go to MyPillow.com, promo code Jesse. I don't know whether Mike Lindell is going to let me put my face on any but now we need to make that phone call. Chris, please make that during the break. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. MyPillow 2.0, buy one, get one free. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I had almost forgotten that we have voluminous cuts from Joe Biden. What, Chris? We have voluminous audio cuts. All right, now, I, want, I need to clarify this. This is very short, but there's going to be a pause in this. I didn't stop it. I want you to understand, just keep listening. The radio didn't go dead. 
You didn't lose the signal. There's not a problem with the download. If you're listening to the podcast, by the way, if you miss any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Don't forget to write a review about how handsome I am. But the pause here is, well, it's the president of the United States. You know, uh, got it over here. Hey, Joe, what about those documents? You said just possessing classified documents is, you said, totally irresponsible. So what was totally irresponsible about the fact that you had some? What they've informed me not to speak to this issue to any way, try to prejudice the investigation that's going on. They told me? Who told you, Joe? You're the president of the United States of America. Who told you that? But again, look, back to what we were talking about, about these people being mindful of America. I wanted to read this real quick because it just it brings things home. It's kind of hard to hear, but it brings things home. Jesse Biden agreed with his military advisors it was too dangerous to shoot down the Chinese spy balloon over land. Imagine if Churchill and Britain's military leaders had done the same in the Battle of Britain. Churchill courageously defended England at all costs. Biden won't defend America at any cost. Well, yeah, but you remember an era where politicians in the Western world, this is what I've tried to get across, from Churchill to Teddy Roosevelt to Eisenhower to, honestly, to Truman, JFK, this wasn't a Republican-Democrat thing. Politician after politician after politician who led the West, the leaders of the Western world, they have been patriots. Flawed? You bet. Even corrupt sometimes, of course. But they have been people who have not only loved their country, they have proven their love of their country over and over and over again. You bring up Churchill? There was a point in time in Churchill's life where he was mounted on horseback doing a cavalry charge, killing people on behalf of England. Churchill, of course he did. For any problems he may have had, he would look at anything, whether it be Nazis or a Chinese spy balloon, if they had such a thing back then, and Churchill would be mindful of England. JFK? And people, I get hate about this because I admire JFK. JFK was a rich kid who didn't have to serve. JFK was as rich and wired in as he could have been. Yet, at some point in time, JFK found himself with a broken back swimming through the water with one of his men. His men had a strap on his life jacket, if I I remember right. And the strap, JFK had it held in his teeth as he was swimming himself and his man to safety on the shore. JFK, any problems he may have had, personal or otherwise, was always mindful of America. And you want those days back, and I want those days back. You remember the time when politicians, you know Teddy Roosevelt? On top of all the other wars Teddy Roosevelt fought and fights he got in, did you know Teddy Roosevelt tried to get into World War I? I think he was in his 50s at the time, way too old to be going off to combat. And Roosevelt is pitching openly. He wasn't in power anymore. He wasn't, there, there was a new president. He was pitching openly, hey, I need to go fight. And the president's all, Teddy, what? No. Jeez, no, what? No, you can't go fight. And he was so upset that he couldn't go fight 
His sons all enlisted. He had sons go die over there. Teddy friggin' Roosevelt, president of the United States of America. That, that's how things used to be. Now, when did Joe Biden fight? Even Look, even the ones we try to sell as being patriots for their service. Oh, he's got great service. George Bush. He was in the National Guard for 15 minutes. Come on now. Obama, when'd he go fight? Fight? Obama was trying to burn the country down at that age. Clinton? Remember Clinton's years of service? None of them go fight. None of them feel like that. None of them are brought up with... Oh, yeah, Chris brought up Romney. Gosh, I can't stand Mitt Romney. I cannot stand Mitt Romney because there's nothing I hate more than a chicken hawk. Remember, a chicken hawk is somebody... He won't ever go to war himself, but he's always all about sending other people to war. I, again, I, I, I'm fine with people disagreeing with me on foreign policy. That's totally fine. But if you're one of the people who invade here, invade there, American troops, send the troops in, like Mitt Romney and Lindsey Graham, only you never served, I hate you. You know why? Because I've seen the tears. Daddy, don't go. Daddy, don't. I can't. I've seen the tears. And knowing that you did that, yet you were never willing to do it yourself, I hate you for it. Not only did Romney never serve, the dude had 9,000 kids, and none of them ever served either. Pathetic. Pathetic. Always out there questioning this person's patriotism and this about America. Sorry, they don't, they don't have a recruiting office near where any of the Romneys live? Couldn't pull that up on the old phone? Hey, we got one right here in our area. Hey, any of you Romneys listening, uh, before you send the next group of American boys over to die, if you want to you sign up, Want to put those boots on the ground, strap it on, go sweat and bleed a little bit. Get a hold of me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's not just the email address for Ask Dr. Jesse questions for tomorrow, although that is, send your questions in now. That's also the email address any Romney can use. If you would like to participate in the next war where you want to send American troops, get a hold of me. I will hook you up. I even actually have hookups. I will hook you up with a good military recruiter. He can get you in a good infantry job, and you can pick up a weapon and go stand a post. Be exciting. Be exciting. You can, you can go stand right by all those people you want to go die for you, huh? Bunch of low-T dorks. Maybe we need a special Chalk Romney pack. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe that's it. Maybe we need a bunch of different brands for the male vitality stack from Chalk. You know, the natural herbal supplements. 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. Naturally, no big pharma stuff. But maybe maybe we need the special Romney brand. It'll just have Mitt's face on the front of it. And the next time Mitt starts pounding the war drums, we gotta go, we gotta go spread freedom, democracy. Maybe we can send Mitt his very own special male vitality stack. Shoot, maybe even at his age, he can get himself a waiver and he can go strap it on and get it on, baby. Go, go, go hear some shots fired in anger. Let me know how anxious you are to send that next group of American boys over there with all the bombs and the bullets and the misery. But hey, I don't expect any Romney to do that. After all, that's for the peasants. The service? Service the country? Actually fighting in the wars you promote? <laughs> that's not for us. We're the rich people. That's for the peasants. Anyway. Romneys? 
Go to chalk.com promo code Jesse. Get you with 35% off the subscription for your male vitality stack. May, hey, give it 90 days. Maybe you'll be ready to rock and roll. Chalk.com promo code Jesse. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.